This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, November 25th, 2022. I'm Mark Polanchi. In the report this week, thousands participate in Make Amazon Pay Day. A new leader of the global labour movement is elected. Hundreds of thousands strike in the United Kingdom. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. Hold that line, hold that line, sisters, brothers, never weaken, stand and hold that picket line. This is Radio Labour. Amazon needs to become a good corporate actor in our economies and our societies. That is Nick Rudikoff, the campaigns director for Uni Global Union. Uni is a federation of unions around the world. It represents some 20 million workers in 150 countries. Uni is at the forefront of a campaign called Make Amazon Pay. The campaign has called for a day of action to be held on November 25th, 2022. November 25th is what's become known as Black Friday, a day which Amazon uses as a major sales day. I asked Mr. Rudikoff to describe the Make Amazon Pay campaign and who is involved in it. Make Amazon Pay is a campaign that launched almost three years ago, brought together by Uni Global Union and Progressive International. We're a coalition of unions, civil society organizations, NGOs, and activists united to hold Amazon accountable. Why is the day of protest being held, and how many countries are involved? We're expecting actions in more than 30 countries around the world. We're holding the Global Day of Action on Black Friday, which has become a symbol of uh, shopping and consumerism and is one of Amazon's biggest days of the year. We're coming together because Amazon is squeezing too much from workers, from our communities, and from the planet. And that during this time of crisis, it's important for workers and communities to come together and hold Amazon accountable. What is Amazon doing that you are objecting to? Amazon's bad in a lot of different ways, so it's hard to give you just a couple of reasons. But first and foremost, as trade unions, Amazon is viciously anti-union. In the United States, and in fact in North America, it engages in, in really, really uh, awful union busting. But that kind of behavior isn't limited to the United States and Canada. In fact, Amazon takes an anti-union position all over the world and only deals with unions when it's forced to by law. But our coalition isn't just about fighting for workers, although workers are at the center of our coalition. We're upset about Amazon's tax avoidance, which leaves our governments and societies starved of the funds they need to deal with the many crises we face. We're frustrated by the impacts that Amazon has on our high streets, our main streets, and, and brick-and-mortar businesses, and the way Amazon engages in, let's say, data warfare against workers and consumers, trapping untold amounts of data to track us all around the Internet and sell us stuff that we often don't need. What is it that you want Amazon to do? Amazon needs to become a good corporate actor in our economies and our societies. It needs to quit busting unions. It needs to pay taxes. It needs to pay workers fairly. It has to really account for its climate impacts in a serious way, not just window dressing. And it needs to stop engaging in the kind of monopolistic business practices that harm responsible employers around the world. 
The global labor movement has a new leader. Luca Vicentini has been elected as the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC is the organization which represents national union centers, such as the Ghana Trades Union Congress, at the world level. Mr. Vicentini was previously the General Secretary of the European Trade Union Confederation. In an interview conducted before he was elected, I asked Mr. Vicentini what were the major issues facing working people that the ITUC could help address. I would say at least four things are major challenges for all of us. The first one is increasing conflicts all around the world. We have now this horrible war in Ukraine, but it's just one out of many conflicts that are putting peace at risk in the global dimension, but also challenging democracy and democratic values, human rights, that when war is there, workers cannot be protected. They cannot live decently. They cannot have decent jobs. They cannot have decent living conditions. And democracy more in general is put at risk. So addressing the peace challenge Building peace, making sure that we can stop conflicts and protect people from conflicts is the first element, I think, in our action for the future. The second one that is to some extent also connected to that because it's also very geopolitical is how we can make sure we can change the global economic model. Because we have faced for too many years, for decades now, this horrible neoliberal model taking over everywhere in the world and cutting wages, workers' protection, workers' rights, uh, trade union rights, human rights, uh, all this is put at risk uh, by this neoliberal and austerity developments. So changing the economic model at global level, making sure that each and every country can develop properly and that working people can get a fair share of, out of a different and more sustainable and inclusive economic model. The third challenge that I really see as crucial for the trade union movement uh, is just transition, how to make sure that we can manage the climate and digital transformations in a way that nobody is left behind, in a process where people can feel be, to be involved, where if jobs are destroyed, more and better jobs can be created, and we can really make sure that everybody is involved and included in a more sustainable economic and transformation model. And last but not least, we need to build a new social contract at global level. The social model, social protection, social rights are really broken in most of the continents, in most of the countries all over the world. So rebuilding a social model, a social contract that can really take care and protect workers must be really at the core of our mission. This means reinforcing rights, protecting rights, ensuring that inequalities can be fought and equality can be built, that people can really be included in positive process. Everybody can get a decent job, decent working conditions, decent salaries, but also we can fight against precariousness and we can also reinforce social protection systems in a way that everybody can feel to be secured. In this respect, I think that these four challenges, there are many others, of course, but these four challenges are really at the core of the trade union mission for the future. In the UK, more than 200,000 nurses, education workers, postal employees and rail workers are on strike or planning one for the near future. They are protesting the real cuts in their wages caused by inflation and years of neoliberal austerity. 
Here is Mick Lynch, the General Secretary of the National Union of Rail, Maritime and Transport Workers, the RMT, speaking at a recent conference. Are you a progressive? Are you a Democrat? Are you on the side of the workers in 2022 and 2023? That is how history is going to judge you. Where were you during this wave of disputes? Where were you when the trade union movement revived itself and found its identity? Were you with us or were you against us or were you trying to sit on the sideline waiting for opportunity? There are no neutrals in these struggles. Every politician that we put in there as the organised working class has got to identify with the needs of the working people, got to identify with the cost of living crisis, got to identify with the housing crisis, and they've got to commit to taxing those rich bastards properly. So we can have a general election. But when we get a party that's meant to represent the organised working class and the poor people of this country and even the moderately well-paid people of this country these days, they've got to commit to a programme in favour of working people without any reservations whatsoever. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top stories section included links to coverage of the many, if belated, protests in solidarity with the migrant workers who built and who are now providing services at the World Cup in Qatar. We also carried news of the start of the annual 16 Days of Activism Against Violence and Harassment at Work, the startling social media posts from China where workers battled police at a factory making iPhones, and how and why a Canadian metal workers union is taking on garment factory owners in Bangladesh. But my favorite top story of the week is the planning of coordinated actions organized by Uniglobal Union by Amazon workers around the world. The Black Friday actions come too late to be reported on here, but Start will be carrying all the stories our volunteers can find as the day develops. And this week, our volunteers continued to track wage strikes around the world as workers and their unions struggle to deal with rising inflation. This week, we tracked a healthcare workers' warning strike in Portugal, numerous walkouts in Argentina where inflation is pushing 75%, and wage strikes in response to the increasing cost of living in Canada, Australia, India, the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Bolivia, Chile, Uruguay, Indonesia, South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, Greece, and many other countries. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news items about how unions around the world marked the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, the increasing traction that the Australian campaign for legislated menstrual and menopause leave has been gaining since the election of a union-backed labor government in that country, and reports from the Public Services International's Regional Women's Leadership Workshop in East Africa. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week included items about the Australian Construction Union that is campaigning to end the working conditions and ban the materials that cause workers to die of silicosis. 
We also covered the ongoing fight against impunity for the killers of journalists in the Philippines and a Canadian media union's work in solidarity with Afghan journalists. Our current photo of the week is of one of the hundreds, perhaps thousands, of union events held during COP27 demanding a just and green transition for workers. LaborStart hosts online solidarity actions at the requests of unions around the world. This week we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Belarus, Turkey, the Philippines, Canada, Myanmar, and Kazakhstan. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackheader from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Robin Roberts with Hold That Line. Hold that line. Hold that line. Sisters, brothers, never we can stand and hold that picket line. We're standing here together, one for all and all for one. And we'll keep right on here standing till our victory we have won. We're united in our struggle, no, there's none us can divide. We'll yield nothing to the enemy, cause we've justice on our side. See now hold that line, hold that line. Sisters, brothers, never we can stand and hold that picket line. Hold that line against the bosses when they try to drive us back. Hold that line against the coppers and their armed baton attacks. Hold that line against the government, against all enemies of our class. Hold that line against the scabs to know we'll never let them pass. Hold that line, hold that line. Sisters, brothers, never we can stand and hold that picket line. Hold that line against the World Bank and against the IMF. Hold that line and keep on holding it as long as we have breath. Hold that line against their dogma. Hold that line against their creed. Hold that line to save the future from their plunder and their greed. Singing now, hold that line. Hold that line. Sisters, brothers, never we can stand and hold that picket line. Hold that line. Hold that line, sisters, brothers, never we can stand and hold that picket line. And that's it, labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.